It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with effective characters, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm James. I'm Dennis. (laughs) That doesn't feel right, but that is who we are. Our mothers named us. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on the tear and share. I guess, should we say number two? I guess it doesn't really matter, right? We're doing this again only because James said that he wanted to do it. And, well, I really don't. Who does number two work for? All right. That's Austin Powers if you're making <laughs> references to it. Episode 135, the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Okay, so so how did you guys get named James and Dennis? Is there a story behind it, James? You can you could start. I was always curious the I'm, origin of your name. For now on, I'm going second in the opening, just so you guys know. Oh, you've changed it up. I declare it. It's two and a half years in, and we're changing it. You mean your ego is going second? Uh, James, do, is there a story behind your name? Have you asked before? Actually, I'm named after my grandfather, uh, James. And but he was known to me as Papa Jim, and I was actually just talking to the, about this last night uh, when I was at work. Someone was like, "Do you go by James or Jim?" I was like, "James." But when I turn fifty, I'm going to start going by Jim, and maybe by then I'll be a grandfather, and I'll go by Papa Jim. Is it is that true? Jim is is what you think you'll switch over to? Oh yeah, it's already it's, it's already beginning. Yeah. Well, when I, I'm fifty, I'll be Jim. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Mike's, Mike's thinking. About I don't. That. I don't know. Is, is, you might go is, by Sir Michael. This is a this is a real thing. I actually do go by Michael now. After I got divorced, I decided that I didn't. I wanted. I don't think I talked about it on here. I talked to Dennis about it, and there was a group of hooligans. Steve was there, and I said when I got divorced, I realized that I always liked the name Michael, but my ex. When I met her in 2010, my ex-wife, she already had a friend named Michael. So she's like, you're going to be Mike. And I went with it. And now in the, you know, yeah, it's a good story, right? I had to change everything. So now I'm taking it back, bitch. Uh, Not bitch to her, just bitch in general, as like Chris Rock would say. How'd your name come about? Dennis? Uh, Nothing exciting. My parents, I think they just picked it out of a book. Like, there's literally no story behind it. I'm not named after anyone. It's nothing special. It's just a random name they picked. That's where you need to come up with a story. Just well, like just like our friend Jim over here. Well, my, like, Dennis is short for Dionysius, the Greek god. <laughs> um, and so, like, my last name can be translated as sons of... And my middle name can be translated as handsome. So I'm the handsome son of God. We all are, though. You can, yeah. We all are. But no. I'm the only one named it. I've seen some people, and they're That's definitely you, not handsome. You just needed reassurance. Right. <laughs> In the name. And uh, I think, 
I think my parents just really enjoyed the name uh, Michael. My dad wanted to name my brother and I Tom and Jerry. And my You're brother's... Real. Yeah, for real? Yeah, wow. my, my brother's name is Scott, so he lost on both. That, that's my brother's name, too. Do you guys have a lady name that you would have been if you were a girl? No, I'd you have don't to ask know? my mom. Uh, mine was Kelly. I was uh, going to be Kelly. Yep. Kelly uh, Slater. <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's kind of crazy. That's cool. um, so, so it's it's fun. Well, we'll we'll keep the the round of um, talking about the last seven days. James, uh, Dennis, and I. I'm going to use the bathroom so you can you can talk. Put that away. Huh? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. How has everything been, James? Uh, great. I um. I don't know if I told you guys, but. Uh, I was contemplating getting a, a season pass to Universal. I ended up getting a, a three-park season pass so I can go to Universal, Islands of Adventure, or Volcano Bay, which is a water park. It's amazing. I've been to Universal once and Volcano Bay twice since Thursday. So I've already got my entire purchase worth in the three times I've gone. <laughs> So the wow. season pass was the right way to go. Um, I uh, rode a Mardi Gras parade float with our friend Louie. And we went backstage at Universal. We got decorated and we got to ride the river boat parade float. And we got to throw out beads. And I only hit two little kids in the eye. <laughs> Poor little guys. But I've never seen so many people hungry for beads. What a cool experience to be in a parade. Hmm. And um, it's one of the features there if you're an annual pass holder. So other than that, um, I found out my my child, my 18-year-old adult child, is graduating June 8th. So I'm making plans to go down there. I already took off the days of Disney, and I'll be down there. And I'm excited. That's it. That is exciting. Yeah. He's, Next week? You said May? May. Oh, June 8th. June 8th. Oh, okay. I almost, a little bit. Yeah. And he's starting college in the fall, so that'll be cool. Uh, everything's good. Gravy. Grant. I picked up two extra shifts this week, so I had nine days off, and now I'm working nine days. So that's cool. Cool. Dennis, yeah, how's, how, how's everything? How's your universal passes as well? I do not have universal passes. Um, I have to say, like, la- last week on the show... Last week on the show, someone that was listening, uh, well, first, we, we said on the show that everyone has seen a Star Wars movie. Well, evidently, someone that was listening to the show did not see a Star Wars movie, so they gave me flack about that. So, yeah, but I, I find it hard to believe that there's people in the world that have never seen a Star Wars movie. Other than that, the week was normal, except on last Thursday, I had to take my dad to the hospital. So that was kind of scary. And then, like, he ended up staying five days. So that was kind of scary. He was supposed to, like, come home every day, and then every day they had a reason to keep him longer. So, But he's home now and fine, so that's all good. Um, That was a little scary. And then now my head's kind of somewhere else because I just got a message from a really old friend that said one of my friends is missing so now i'm like all like blah what's going on so next well i hope uh i hope that thing and also your dad's your dad's on he's home now he's home okay yeah we get we can't hear you he's home now he's home yeah he seems fine he's on some medications and dealing with it it was a 
it was a heart thing or whatever. He had like a flutter, so they had to shock him to get it back in line and all that kind of stuff. But he should be okay. okay. Good. I'm glad. It's a beautiful day in celebration if you're uh, you're listening. Uh, when we're recording this, families walking, birds singing. It's a uh, it's a great thing. So I'm going to share something. That none of the defective characters know. What's this now? You ready? What's this now? <laughs> um, so, I guess the the brief headline. So, these guys know the last couple years, uh, I was rear-ended by a vehicle and had to go through essentially getting medical treatment. And um, I was told that the process was going to take probably another year so that way my medical bills could be taken care of and stuff. And there's a lot that goes into it. And with that, the last couple weeks, I think I had more of a realization that if you've ever been in a a car accident or had something kind of like traumatic that kind of tosses life in a different way, it makes it made me. Uh, it might not make you, but it made me really appreciate that anything can happen at any time, and um, I'm happy not waiting for no reason. So that being said, uh, in the next month, I'm planning on proposing to my girlfriend. That's so congratulations. I'm going to hope that Dennis has some idea of how, since he's a romantic out of the three of us, to uh, on how to do it. What do you think? I think you should get a celebrity to sing her a song. Yeah, and, and involve rose petals. I say Cracker Jack box. Cracker Jack box. Well, one of you might be, might be more right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking right now, um, the Kentucky Derby is coming up in three and a half weeks and, uh, her family is in Savannah, Georgia or her sister. That's like the closest person to her. So I am going to, uh, I think do it there. So, really? yeah, I think so. Are you, now, are you going to have the family around when you do it? Or are you going to do it a private thing? Her, I, I think her – so right now – and it's funny. Uh, I don't think I even talked to you about – maybe I did, Dennis, about like uh, our song is, is a country song. So yeah. there's a country artist. I talked to you about that. Yeah, that's why I suggested okay. the I, – I, I just thought you were really good at like oh. – <laughs> <laughs> at picking it out. But, so I reached out to him, and I might uh, be successful with that. If not, I'll just figure anything else out. But her mom and sister will be there. Uh, I <laughs> – it was a really uncomfortable moment. I did uh, try to get her dad to meet up with me to uh, ask for his blessing – and uh, he's not that he's a curmudgeon, but he's a really difficult guy. I've hung out with him because I've forced the issue um, to hang out with him probably like eight times. And he's warm enough. He reminds me of a lot of people up north that uh, are abrasive. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know anything about your, your relationship. So if you're going to do it, just do it. Uh, but it, I wouldn't say that counts as a blessing. I wouldn't say he gave. I wouldn't say he gave the blessing. <laughs> like there was nothing holy about it. So I don't know if you can count it a blessing. Outside of the fact that when I hung up, I said holy hell. But he didn't uh, say stay away from my daughter and never talk to me again. You no, know, he he said it should just be. So he never remarried. So he divorced. This was now twenty. 
three years ago, he was married and divorced Becky's mom and never remarried. And when that happened, he and he said that he never thought anything was important to ever be in a relationship or get married again. So he doesn't understand why anybody would. Um, so I guess if Dennis says it's a blessing, I'll count it. You think it was a blessing, James, for what I described? Oh, yeah. He, he sounds like my Papa Jim. Yeah. He's yeah. just like that. I'm going to start calling him Jim. Yeah. You know? Uh, so anyway, so that's that's pretty cool. Easter's coming up. I get Olivia on Saturday, not on Sunday until Sunday night. I do believe night. you can only get married once in this lifetime. Yeah. Is that... Is that, that what? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, who knows? Who knows what the heck the heck's going on? Three You've been times married. is the limit. Yeah, is it? Until, until you have to restart a new lifetime. Yeah, yeah, that might be that might be so. So anyway, so that's uh, stuff that I'm excited about uh, in the future. And I told my family. My family's really excited, and uh, yeah, should be good. So that's uh, that's the to do, the tear and share. Yay! Oh, you're playing with emojis, James. No, I'm not. That's good. Uh, do you want to start the tear and share? I'll go, Jump I'll into go. that. So let me describe it again. If you're like, what the heck is this tear and share? Uh, we have a Ziploc bag full of topics that we did from episode one through episode seventy, and we each. Why don't we each try to pick uh, three? I think we have time to each do three. So we have two minutes to share on. Oh, no. What's yours? Guilt and shame. Oh. <laughs> all right, James, take it. Uh, all right. So when I came into the rooms, I was filled with guilt and shame, um, mainly because the only God that I knew was a punishing God, and he was high up in the sky, always watching me, even when my back was turned. And he knew everything I did. So my guilt that I had for all the the sins that I committed uh, was really dragging me down. But I found that when I drank alcohol and did drugs, I could stop thinking about my guilt and shame and be okay. But the problem with that is it just, it destroyed me and it got worse and worse. And um, until I was able to really uh, do a fourth and fifth step and and systematically go through everything that I had guilt and what I was shameful for and realize that even though I had a large part in that, other people had a part in that too. I was able to forgive those people and forgive myself and lay it all down at the feet of God and to tell another human being. Um, And when I did that with all my heart and really not hold anything back and not keep any secrets at all, I... um, my guilt and shame kind of left me that day and my chains were free and I could walk in a new light with the presence of God. So um, I believe that guilt and shame held me back for a long time. But when I was open and I did the steps, especially the fourth and fifth step, it freed me. So thanks. Thanks, James. That was fun. I'm going to go next. Dennis, each round you'll close it out, okay? Okay. Oh, boy. So start thinking about what you're going to say. Best for last. Yeah, that's not true. Oh, don't put it, well, don't put it back in. I'm doing it. Uh, you might get it too. Okay. <laughs> Progress, not perfection. 
All right. Back in, back in. Thank you. I don't know. This is what we're doing. So oh, I forgot what the topic was. Progress, not progress. <laughs> so progress, not perfection. He's looking. You can't you can't jump in yet. Nope, not yet. Progress, not perfection. Ready, go. You know how some people say. You know how some people say. Okay. Huh? See? Okay. Serious. Go, go. Don't, don't, Sorry, don't dive in yet. It's give fine. Give me that. That's why I didn't want you to hold it. So, you know the people that go, um, I'm such a perfectionist, which is ironic that people like alcoholics are perfectionists, where if you ask anybody else in an alcoholic or an addict's life, I think that they will say that person is far from perfect, which I think is the irony of it. Um, I would... I would try. Yeah, this is just mine. This is all self-contained, as they say in my business. So progress, not perfection. I, when I came into the rooms, it was September of 2014. I had been, I, I could feel it. I was attempting to prove by the amount of stuff that I was accomplishing in my life that I was not an alcoholic. So I would schedule these big events that were nearly impossible to achieve the success of like I threw a big concert right it was this big to do and out of 2,000 people that could have filled the uh, the uh, whatever arena there was maybe a hundred people that showed up and I could have seen that as just n- not successful. I was grateful though that that happened three months into sobriety. So you would have thought everyone that was there that they were like each of them, I got a chance to meet. Like they were, it was a radio station event. So I got to meet and hang out and have an experience that was second to none for them. And I wasn't looking at the other 1,900 people that were not at the event. I was grateful of that because I think in my head, I had thrown many of those things that were unsuccessful before and I felt like a failure when they didn't turn out to be the way that I wanted, they wanted. And that really helped me because I was growing from somebody that was, uh, oh, poor me, this didn't turn out the way I want to. Hey, I'm, I'm doing the best I can I'm not going to focus on the people that aren't there. I'm going to focus on the other hundred people that are and make sure that they have a really great time. So that was where I think the program really helped me early on. And that's just one example of progress, not perfection that worked. And I know that I am far from perfect today. Thanks, Dennis. What do you got? Let's see. What do I got? What is that? Oh, miracles and sobriety. I love your handwriting here. Very, oh, very top notch. Thanks. Uh, miracles and sobriety. I mean, when I think of miracles and sobriety, I think about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all miracles. And not just like us personally, but alcoholics in general. When I see people come into their rooms that like can barely speak or like can't look people in the eye, like their life is in ruins and stuff like that. And then they, like, get down and do the work and stuff like that. Then, like, their life changes and they become, like, a new person. And that's the biggest miracle that I can think of. 
and that I witness all the time, you know? Um, yeah, that's all I got on it's that. miracles, plural. Miracles. Yeah, those are, every single one of us are miracles. Any alcoholic that's managed to go a day without drinking is a freaking miracle. You, don't have a you guys really can't read my handwriting. It was marigolds. It was the flower. Oh, talking. That's fine. I pulled surrender. You can't see it, but I'm waving a white flag. All right, that wasn't very funny. <laughs> Keep coming back. Um, so you hear a lot of about surrender when you come into the rooms and... You um you learned in through movies and stuff that you never give up, never surrender. War movies, you, you never surrender to the enemy. You keep fighting until the bitter end. Um, the problem with that in being an alcoholic is that if I was to keep fighting for my chance to drink, it would just lead me in into the hospital or or dead in jail, in a psych ward, um, and I did. I fought for my right to drink for a long time, and I destroyed a lot of people in the process, you know. Well, I destroyed relationships, and I hurt a lot of people, including my children, the mother of my children, my wife. You know, we drank together for three years, and um, and I, I wasn't ready to surrender, Um and when I did finally surrender, I was missing a key element, you know, when I first came into the rooms. But the element was surrendering to a higher power, who I choose to call God today. And surrendering every morning is what I do. Um, I smile. I wake up. I say, God, thank you for this new day. Thank you for this new life. I surrender my will to you. I'll probably take it back a few times. I don't say this, but to God. <laughs> he knows. He knows my heart. Um, but I, I surrender to what he would have me do. And if that's helping someone today, if that's you know picking up extra shifts, just being a good person today, um, I surrendered my life to this way of life, which is a, a sober life. With God's help. And I know I could only do it through God's help. So I could uh, probably go on and on. But it's Mike's turn. Go, Thanks. Kelly Slater. Thanks. Thanks, James. What do I got? Step oh, four no. inventory. I opened you up to that. This is garbage. Step four inventory. <laughs> Today, it's the only inventory that I take out loud. How about that? Because I'll be honest. Judging... And taking somebody's inventory, I know now, as the exact same thing. And I don't think I realized the first time that I did step four, and I did a couple of them. Some people are like, oh, I don't have to do another step four because I just, you know, make sure that step 10, I look at my day and I go through it. And that's just the most important thing. That's not true for me. I've had to do many, including one on my ex-wife when I got divorced because there was a lot of resentment and still stuff that comes up, right? Uh, it's basically saying, what am I afraid of? And the fear that I have from it. Uh, even yesterday, maybe I should do another step four. I don't know. I'm, I'm not acting out on it, so... 
but yesterday I'm receiving these texts from my ex talking about stuff that is so far in advance. Like, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? When are you going to fly out to see your family in Boston? I'm thinking about doing this. And I'm like, girl, that's November. It is April. Like, no. And she's like, well, when are you going to do it? You do it? It's like there's stuff like that that I share with other people. I share with my girlfriend and they're like, what's wrong with her? Is she wanna, and I'm like, I just think she wants to annoy the hell out of me the rest of my life is what I think, Um, which might be so. I don't know what her motives are, but I know for me, the right thing to feel and act, I I was glad yesterday I didn't, you know, I said, "We'll, we'll figure it out is my response to all that. And she said, well, I'm already gonna have my trip booked by October. And I said, okay, well, have fun. Like, we'll figure it out. And that's, that's it. And today, I'm able to make sure that I make that a priority. I wiggle my toes. I stay in the moment. Because if I don't, there's a lot of fear for the future that will still creep in. So that's how I deal with it. And uh, I'm glad that my first step four and step five related to it only took about about five and a half hours. All right, Dennis, go. Let's see. I'm drawing self-centeredness. Well, I am not a self-centered person. I'm just kidding. Um, I am close to it. Um, self-centeredness. I, I think, you know, what is it? Self-centeredness is the root of all of our problems. And I think that's true. Um, You know, I think, like, most of my life and still a good portion of it now, it's like I'm concerned with what I want to do or what's good for me or how what can I get out of a situation or, you know, this, 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 and that. And it's all me, me, me. And when I focus on me too much, it's it becomes more of a worrying, more of an anxious, more of a... I don't have kind of mentality. But if I step outside of myself and and let God take care of me and I can focus on like, you know, the well-being of other people around me and what they need, you know, uh it be it becomes a lot it comes it usually becomes a better situation and then a better feeling situation for myself so in a way I selfishly benefit from not focusing on myself because then I'm not worried about what's going to happen and all of this kind of stuff and then I can actually like do some good in the world as well so it's like kind of a win-win situation to like you know like I kind of have like this idealized idea that if I'm worrying or if I'm concerned with other people's well-being and those people are concerned with other people's well-being and those people are concerned with other people's well-being, eventually it'll go all the way around and there's I have friends and people that love me that are concerned with my well-being. So we're all in this together and like helping each other out and we're all taken care of and not being selfish about it. So it all works out better. But um, you guys are not in the moment right now. So, James, draw your next one. Now I'm in the moment.
I feel like this episode is like off the rails. No, I don't think it's off the rails at all. This is actually on the rail. Okay. Promiscuity. <laughs> Sorry. Pow- Powerlessness. Powerlessness. My handwriting is pretty good, guys. Is that even a, a word? Promiscuity? Yeah, it yeah. is a word. Yeah. What does it mean? Somebody, somebody that uh, likes to have extracurricular fun. So my word is powerlessness. Um, and I, I guess I'll go into it by saying that, you know, I was, when I was in my addiction, I was powerless over my thoughts, especially when I was, you know, living as an alcoholic. My thoughts uh, when I woke up in the morning throughout the day were always, you know, when can I get my next drink? Um, what do I have to do to, to, who do I have to call? Whatever it was, like, you know, my mind was always thinking about drinking and drugs. And I was honestly powerless over that. Um, I was also powerless over the cravings once I put in the alcohol in my body. You know, um, I was definitely one of those people who once, you know, I said I would get a six-pack and I would drink the six-pack and I was like, that's it. But I would always, almost 95% of the time, have to get more. And I would get the harder stuff. I would go get whiskey and once I had the whiskey I had to get the even harder stuff and you know I was definitely powerless over that and that was my higher power you know drinking and drugging um, and I didn't really know that until I did the steps and I read the book and I I learned about my alcoholism and even learning about it it still wasn't enough until I go back to my, my last word which was surrender to God um God gives me all the power I need now. I am powerless without God's help. God helps me in the day. He helps me make the right decisions. Um, When I'm unclear about something, I I turn to God and I ask him for help and I ask him for guidance. Today I know that I need to keep going to meetings um, and I need to help other people. Otherwise, you know, I can go back to that. So... Um, it's a good word. Today I have all the power of the world and of the spiritual world. As long as I put God first, he guides me. I am powerless, but I have all the power in the world. Thanks, James. All right, this is the last two if you're keeping track. No. Ooh, I don't think this one's ever been done. Pressure. Apparently, that's a lot of P's, right? We had promiscuity, powerlessness, and pressure. Prometheus. I'm trying to think how I dealt with. It's funny, and you got you guys are coming up on, you guys meaning Dennis and James are coming up on five years sobriety. Um, God willing. God willing, yeah. And in September, God willing, it'll be eight for me. And I almost have a hard time thinking. If I dealt with pressure, good or bad, in the past, I think I would drink and it would just make me not care about anything. Um, and then once I had my third year in sobriety, I mean, I was doing 
90 and 90 and 90 and 90 and 90 and 90 over and over. And it took me, everybody takes a different time, you know. Sometimes you get through the steps or sometimes you get hit and do your fifth step and you feel free. It was still some lingering stuff that I had to do. And I would feel the pressure, especially when my daughter, when I found out my daughter was coming into the world, at that point I had four years in the program and I still felt pressured that I had to then provide for another human being. I was glad that I did have the program to know that, okay, well, what can I control? I can go get another job, and I did, uh, to make more money to be able to offset stuff because the same month, actually, I think the same week that I found out that she was coming into the world and I had the due date, I lost a couple uh, money opportunities at my job, and it was like 20000 a year. <laughs> And it's like, no, kids cost like 20000 a year or at least like the first year there's a hospital bills and everything else. And I'm like, I'm so effed. What am I going to do? So I was able to secure some more money, but I had to do it. It was a lot of work that I had to put in. Um, and that's whenever I feel pressure coming up, I do go, what can I control here? Like, what can I do? And the program kind of taught me that and helped uh, relieve a lot of that pressure. So, Dennis, dive into the bag. Come on, I got a bag Pick here. out your final topic to close out this Terran share. There we go. Dealings with trouble in recovery. Oh. Oh, that's good for Dennis. That's an easy one. You give it to God. You know? Like, no, you're not in it. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think before recovery is all about, like, doing it ourselves right like very isolated and by ourselves and what do i have to do what do i have to do what do i have to do now luckily we're able to give like our problems over to a higher power and not have to worry about them too much but then also we're hopefully surrounded by good friends and stuff like that so if we have an issue or a problem we can always take it to our sponsor and our friends in recovery and all of that kind of stuff and get their experience and strength and hope on it and stuff. So to me, like dealing with trouble in recovery versus out of recovery is doing it alone or doing it or not having to do it alone anymore. You know, that's how I look at it. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. That's the Terran share. James, are you happy that we did this again? I like the Terran share oh so much. Yeah. It's fun. It's different. I honestly doubt that anybody has ever done this before. I don't I, I don't think so. Terran share? Never heard of it. I would say it's a defective character's original. If you hear anybody else do it, say they stole it from us and ask for money. Um, then give the money to us. Yeah, but we can't accept it. No, we can't. Well, I mean, Dennis can. Uh, we'll be we'll be back next Thursday, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode one thirty six. Where the defective character is entirely right to have all these character defects removed. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>